I'm not ashamed of my skeletons. I'm not no elegant. Really, I'm like years ahead of them. All the conspiracy said I was settling. Tell them to show you the proof and the evidence. You be the judge. When the professor was lecturing, my interest was in how to go run a project. I had the respect, and even without having the money, I already knew what it was. I was on the front with the haze, like knock, knock, knock. Niggas ain't like the French shut down. Learn how to step from alumni. G's no stones. Niggas just getting clapped. It's up, Friday, baby. G, where you at, man? Damn. You all right? You were tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Happy Friday, people. September the 25th, and we are all still blessed to be in the land of the living. How you feeling? Good. What it do, what it do. Good, I'm here. Y'all are emotionless. Like, what's the problem? Life is good. Y'all sure y'all right? Because I'm feeling good. You see, I got my stunners on. Uh, got my fruities on. Got my fruities on tonight. I heard it was Ray Charles. <laughs> you got the right one, baby. Boy, you get the itch and the scratching. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Not the police. rocking back and forth and shit. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, we are happy to be here. Uh, Big things going on. We got our special guest coming on, um, Lewis Stansel. What the hell is the dog eating? Uh, Lewis Stansel will be on at seven fifteen. He is an acting coach, and um, for the movie uh, that's coming out, Charm City Kings, mm-hmm. that is going to be released on October the eighth. I believe it's premiering on HBO Max. Um, he'll be joining us. Uh, it's pretty dope. We get to uh, chop it up with him. Uh, lot of, you know, a lot of campaigning going on. A lot of lot, getting a lot of phone calls and emails that I really don't want. And, uh, Trump announced his five hundred billion dollar black empowerment program. Won't he do it? <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh yeah, he definitely gonna get reelected. What? What's wrong with it? What's up there? Why, yeah, he already gonna get reelected. Yeah, he's definitely going to get reelected. Um, I think everybody needs to kind of just settle into that one. Um, that's pretty much going to happen. Uh, the Breonna Taylor situation, um, I want to ch- chop it up about that a little bit. But first, I want to see how was your week? Uh, oh, first of all, I'm sorry. Uh, let me give us some shout outs. Uh, shout out to my goddaughter, Michaela. Uh, this was her week. Her birthday was this week. Today is my sister Kim's birthday. Um, if don't nobody know my sister Kim, like she... She has been there for me through a lot of shit. She and she, yeah, she's that's that's my go-to. She know all my dog secrets. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to her. Um, I still thank her every day for my brother-in-law Troy. The best thing she ever did, aside from the kids. Uh, I tell you this, bro. If, if anything ever happens, I'm with you. So. <laughs> I just spent my whole I just spent my whole life with her. So the, the rest of this I just I just spend it with Mac. I'm with Mac. <laughs> I'm, I appreciate that, bro. What's going on with the glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Someone take them What's shits off. Feeling real rich ninja status. I mean rich ninja, I'm sorry. Rich ninja status tonight. All right then. All right. So um let's happy anniversary to y'all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but we did celebrate our anniversary. Exactly. We celebrated our anniversary this week. Well, we kind of ain't really much to do on a Tuesday, Wednesday. We ate. Yeah, we did. We ate good. 
as usual. Um, anybody I thought that's why he had them glasses on. I thought Shannon had whooped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's made it. Uh, anybody in the chat room, just hit a button for me. Uh, we have, we think that the chat is not working. So somebody just say hello if you're in the chat room so we can shout you out. Um, so, uh, Brianna Taylor, I'm sure you all saw the, uh, the, the, the decision and the verdict and all of that. Now I can't, not verdict, but the, uh, the forward motion in the whole trial. So, um, how you all feeling? Does everybody know the facts about the Brianna Taylor case? So give us the facts. Give us the facts. What's the facts? Okay, so I'm going to give you the straight rundown quick facts. Um, Quick facts. uh, Hey, Jada, how you doing? I appreciate it. Quick facts on the Breonna Taylor case. So Breonna Taylor and her current boyfriend were in their apartment sleeping. They heard a knock on the door. They jumped up, got dressed. He grabbed his pistol. By the time they got to the door, it was coming off the hinges. He let off a shot and the police fired back. Um, they were serving a no-knock warrant on her ex-boyfriend who had used that as one of his previous addresses, of course. And anybody familiar with law enforcement, when they come looking for you, they're going to go hit every address you ever use until they found find you. So that was one of the addresses they hit. Um, he wasn't there. Uh, the boyfriend that did fire the shot, he had a legal firearm. Uh, he was not the one they were looking for. And um, pretty much the cop that they are really holding the most accountable now was the one that fired shots from, he was standing outside the patio door and he fired inside a patio door that was pretty much closed and the screen was closed and the curtain closed and you couldn't see inside. So he's a cop that's pretty much getting all the, the back. Like he was fired and the one that's getting all the charges. That's basically in a nutshell. I can go get into details um, if y'all kind of want more detail, but that's basically what happened. So nobody's being charged with murder of Breonna Taylor. The cop that's being charged, most of his charges come from pretty much um, protocol. Yeah, just he violated protocols. Okay, I have a question because I was told that the no-knock warrant had turned into a not warrant not too long prior to entering. Is that? Well, they did not. Even uh, even though I think the boy, I believe the boyfriend said they did. They, oh, he okay. heard a, they heard a knock, but he never when he when they yell who is it? They never said he didn't hear anything. And pretty much what they're saying is the cops, of course, are saying that they said police. He said he didn't hear anything. I could believe it either way. Like with all the commotion, yeah, and everything with everything going on, going on, like I could believe it either way. Like you know, I could have yelled, and it's been plenty of times I didn't yell who at the door, and I ain't really heard nothing on the other end. And I opened, I'd be like, motherfucker, you heard me say who is it? And they'd be like, I said it was me. So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we didn't know been through that. You know, somebody not gonna know you. Did you hear me asking who was it? Like, I kept saying it. Like, oh, well. So, how, what do y'all think? What Should the cop be charged with murder? I'm gonna let Rudy go first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna do that. I think so. Because <laughs> I know this is about to be a whole shit show and I don't want no parts of it. <laughs> Let's well, go, Professor. What you got? Um, so I, you know, I've read the story. I, I mean, I actually, you know, had called Mike on the story, Billy, because I mean, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I didn't understand where the argument was really coming from at first, just based off of the outside information. Now, truthfully, when I looked it up, I was actually looking it up because I wanted to see what was the agreement when when our parents got paid. 
Because in the back of my mind, I feel like a part of the agreement was like a no contest. If we pay you this money, you aren't going to fight this case, regardless of the direction that it goes, whether it goes favorably or unfavorably, favorably, you're not going to fight it. So I really was looking to find out what was the stipulations of the money. Obviously, I don't think that that's going to be public information, at least not right now. Um, that was what I was looking for. But when I saw the case and I read the case, I was saying to myself, now, the police that came there, they came there based off of the rules. The rules, if the rules are saying that it's a no-knock warrant or a knock warrant, they knock, right? Right. They entered the house and were fired upon. They shot back. Now, I know some people would say, well, why do they have to fire 20 times? First, first, my first response to that is, if you're not there in that situation, you can't really respond on how many times somebody's going to pull a trigger to save their life. That's number one. Because they don't know, and you don't know how the emotions that they're going to feel when a bullet goes off or, or comes in their direction. The, the second thing is, my thought was the guy that was in the house was the ex-boyfriend and looking for no he wasn't right, that, the one they were looking for. right yeah. right i thought that was the one that they were looking for and he shot at the police but ain't nobody mad at the boyfriend right so i was like damn you know they putting all of the weight on the police officers but the dude who was shooting at the police officers he lived and the girl died and he's the one that fired the shot so kind of find out that wasn't the case so then Mike enlightened me on the whole situation about the guy firing from outside. Now, just speaking about him, because 100% honest with you, the police officers that raided the house, they did exactly what they were supposed to do according to the law, all right? So I don't know how other people are gonna take that, but if they did exactly what they were supposed to do according to the law, then I don't see where the argument is. But the one that was shooting from outside, like uh, some movie theater shit, yeah, I don't know about that. I think yeah, that uh, I, I think that um, that needs to be looked into uh, heavily. And like I asked Mike, how many times did she get hit? And I, I forgot what, what the response was, but eight, eight Shit. times. Yeah. So my question, I had a couple of questions about that. First of all, with with forensics and the way that we can, you know, see information. My question is, well, the guy that was shooting from outside. Did he provoke some of the shots that came from the officers mm -hmm. or did he hit the girl um, at all? Uh, how is it that the, 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 the guy that shot, the boyfriend that shot at the police officer one time, he don't get hit at all and she get hit eight times. Like all of it, there's a hundred questions that I have about the, the situation, but all in all boiled down to it, um, I don't really have an opinion as far as the guy, as far as the police officers that came in the house, because I, I don't think there's anything to be said about that. But the people, the guy that was outside that was shooting indoors, yeah, something, something about that just don't seem, I, I don't even know what his rationale behind that is. And I think he shot one of his own, oh, one of his own coworkers or some shit, right? Well, the boyfriend actually shot, actually hit one of the police officers in the leg. So his one shot, he actually hit somebody. And I'm thinking to myself, he must only let off one shot because when he let that first one off, he must have realized who was on the other side of that door. 
Right. Because first of all, like, I mean, you ain't just going to let one go. You're going to keep going. Yeah, you're going to let a couple go. But he right. let the one go and hit somebody, and it was, you know, uh, one of the cops. And then that's when they kind of returned fire. So I don't – and I, for the reasons of everything that happened, I, I haven't dug into – I'm tired of digging into stories, make myself sad. But I, I've read a little, heard a little – did they really go to the jail where the bo- ex-boyfriend that they were looking for to him and get try to get dirt on her? Because I heard yeah. that. Yeah. And I, if I, so, if yeah. you're innocent and you did nothing wrong, why are you trying to get dirt on a deceased person like she did something wrong? Well, they did a, from what I understand, the police did a lot of, once it happened, there was a whole lot of things that were done incorrect, like but that's intentional. Like you intentionally went to him, offered him a plea or a lesser sentence or something just so that he could give you something to make her look bad. Mm-hmm. That makes you look bad. That makes you look even more guilty. That's why they got the money. That's how they, that's, that was, those, those were factors that contributed to her family being able to get that $12 million. I don't think money should wipe out a conviction. Hmm. But see, that's, but money that's what we said the same thing. Right. It, it is, and at this point, it is, especially if you hire Ben Crump. Like, if you hire Ben Crump, all you're getting out of it is a check. And like Rudy said, okay, I can I can see where he's coming from with the other officers, but yo, outside on the patio, blind view, just shooting. Like, you didn't care. You didn't care about anyone's life, not your partner's life or anyone in yeah. that in that house. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you were very reckless. So charges should be brought against him if nobody else in her death. Well, he is facing charges. Not in but, her death. But not in her For the death. walls. It's a difference. Yeah, he's and that's what the problem. For the, for the walls. For the, walls. the yeah. walls were more important than that woman's life who was unarmed in her own home. Her life meant nothing compared to the walls. Well, I've heard so many, like, having this discussion and going through social media, I've seen so many different opinions. And heard some, I've seen things like, now I'm seeing this strong movement, you know, protect our women. Um, I'm somebody in like I'm not sure how that fits in with this because I believe the boyfriend was protecting his woman. I think they, they meant more few- on the the not just on that lower level, but I think they mean also on the on the higher level. Like, yes, everybody's talking about. But you're not. You're not. There have been, there have been times at our house in East Baltimore, and you can attest to this. Where I've heard things, and I've grabbed that thing. She doesn't walk out of that room with me. I go by myself. You don't come with. I've never let you come out of the room, out of the bedroom with me to go see what's going on in the house because my mentality is, if something's going on, I can't be looking to make sure everybody didn't got safe. Like it's just going on. So I couldn't understand. But I can see how, why, because you kind of a bossy woman. I'm right behind you. Yeah, like I can see how she just like just right there behind him, and I'm kind of just I just like God damn, like like we try to protect our women, but sometimes y'all just got a mind of y'all own. Like just come on, just stay there, don't move, don't talk to me like I'm a child. All right, fuck it, we gonna go up here and get both of us gonna get robbed. Come on, let's go. <laughs> they they really believe that you gonna need the help. Yeah, and that and that's the thing, like, cause you know they shut up, Troy. And you know he had and and people were like, well, he 
and you and you know how it is when you start messing with them girls that got a little bit of a background. You know, they got that crazy baby father or a woman, and she or the or girl or you mess with the girl, she got a crazy a girl got a crazy baby father, a guy got a crazy baby mother. You know, you go over there, you protect yourself. So when he heard banging at the door, they actually thought it was the ex boyfriend. So I guess he must have been a problem for them also. So the banging at the door, he thought was the ex boyfriend coming back around there to I guess pop shit again. So, like you said about the protect protect our women thing, I don't think that really falls in line with this, though. I don't see where he didn't do that. I thought that he did the best that he could do with what he had. That black district attorney who's not protect, like fighting. Oh, for the woman. Okay, 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 okay. I understand. I'm that. sorry, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay, really, okay. No, that's fine. And that's, I mean, even if you go into that, I'm I'm really interested to see if there were some stipulations with that contract when she got that, when our parents got that money. I'm really interested to see what that what that was like because we don't know. We don't know what was said past that. This is the same type of conversation we had with the Freddie Gray case, the same type of feel to it. And um, even if you look at, like when I was looking at the articles about it, it was talking about the breakdown. This is one of the highest paid cases um, yeah. before a trial that has taken place. So you ask, why Why would somebody get paid off before the trial? And they said the same thing. Not in this case, they said it with the Freddie Gray case. How come they paid him off, paid them paid them off prior mm -hmm. to the trial? Right, so my right. question is, the, is the payment for um, negligence or is the payment a pay off? Because there is a difference. So I, I, I believe don't know. it's a payoff. I believe it's a payoff. Yeah. And they probably looking at it like this. They probably telling these people, look, I mean, the jury is going to see you as being wrong. The cops did what they supposed to do. They police. They ain't going to go to jail anyway. You might as well take the money and just leave the case alone. Yeah. You know, girl, poor motherfuckers would be like, well, maybe you're right. Or, yeah, once you take that money, your justice is out the window. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm going to tell you what I, I'm going to tell you what what I did see. And again, like I said, I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other about this because of uh, certain circumstances. But I saw something that, that I put up and I really like what he said. What he said is people have a problem with, I don't know if y'all saw it or not. People have a problem with, with basically different things. Too much. I mean, he was being serious, but he was being funny. He was like, like basically saying like, you might have a problem with too much salt in, in somebody's eggs or you might have a problem with somebody talking loud. So how can you have a problem with somebody having a disagreement or not liking something that happened, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, there are a lot of people who have something to say about this Breonna Taylor case and they got a right to. They have a right to say, yo, I think that shit was fucked up. Yo, I think something else should have happened. I think this, I think that. You have the right to believe and feel how you want to feel. <laughs> Nobody else has the right to tell you how you should feel about a certain situation. That's That's your personal your personal ideas and you're entitled to that. For me, what I say, what I only thing I'm saying is from where I stand, I can't really have an opinion on it other than that guy outside. I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the case. I really don't. I only know parts. G, where you at though? <laughs> um I, I don't know. I, I I'm I feel I feel differently about the whole situation. Uh, the young lady was the young lady was murdered. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's only what is it four people that could have killed this young lady, right? Right. 
<laughs> we do know that. Um, and it's almost not even to assume to say it, you can say that the police officer shot that young lady. Mm-hmm. She was killed by the police, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do not have uh, um, any concern for the police officer that killed the young lady, but you care about the bullets that went into the, the next apartment. That's right, crazy so, to me. Right, let, let, me, let, me let me pause you right there on exactly what you said. So, let's I know how you're coming at it, but let's look at it from the in the eyes of the law. Is it murder? Why isn't it? She didn't shoot. She didn't. Because she didn't. Under, she wasn't doing anything illegal. But the, um, the unlawful premeditated killing of one human being by another. So was it premeditated? But that's what like there was no premeditation in. It. So so it's an accidental shooting, and you just say fuck it. No, you would, it couldn't be classified as murder. It, that's when, remember how we had to get in with the other case? That's when it's got to go down to the tears. Okay, Come so, so what, is, what is it called then? Because when the little girl Mackenzie was in, the, when, the, when the little seven-year-old was in the backseat of the car and she was, dro- and they drive by and they shoot her, is that murder or is that just uh, an accidental killing? If it was a drive-by, then it was a premeditated incident already going. No, no, no. I didn't. I'm not. I didn't go to shoot her. She just got shot by mistake. Because you were going to shoot someone, you had already made up in your mind that you were going to shoot somebody. Well, once once the shot was fired, wait a minute. Once the dude shot his shot, and I and as a cop, I shoot back. What is that called? Self defense. Once he shot, that's where it gets murky. That's why the ones inside the house. That's why the ones inside are probably not going to get charged, but the guy on the outside is different for him. Okay, so it, all right, so now we can say we can't say that he's the one that necessarily shot the young lady because they never did no autopsy or no forensic type shit was brought in. Whose bullet it was? Whose bullet was it? And that's the thing. I, that's why I think that the parents got paid off. Because a logical thinking person would have said, I wanted an autopsy. Because if it was those police officers inside that room, they would have lost the case. There's no way that Breonna Taylor's family could have won that case if it would have been the police officers inside the room. But if it was the guy outside, they would lose. So it's a 50-50 shot. That's probably how it was presented to them. Okay, I, I got you. I can dig it. So my thing is, not only that, the young lady got shot, she died. Somebody needs to be held responsible. That's all I'm saying. Um, but once you talk, so once I heard about the twelve million dollars, and the parents took it, I said, "Fuck it, I was over yes. it. Yeah. It was done. It was done. It was no more. You could take the Breonna Taylor, take her pictures down. Um, you know, I, the hashtags and shit like that. Once her parents took that money, it wasn't even fighting no more. It was over. Right. Like Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray did the same thing. You know. Everybody was in an uproar. His, his mother bought a Lamborghini. I was over it. Right. So Lamborghini and some cocaine. Oh, okay. over, right. over it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, I'm over it. So, my, ahead you know. Don't forget okay. the phone lines are open 567-233-2684. I'm sorry. Phone lines are open 567- Two three three two six eight four. Alrighty, can you scroll up? Scroll up. The mouth wasn't sitting there for you. No, no, I just read. Eight years. Alrighty. How far? All the way. Um, 
well, no, okay, we gotta go. Let me see. Start right there with Jada. Jada, okay. So Jada Garrett, she said, yes, she said they did try to make a deal to defend themselves. Only 50% of the check, 20% the government, and 30% the lawyer. Um, Jared said, this wild as shit, too. Baltimore, baby. I'm not from Baltimore. I'm from Jersey. Preach, Mrs. Cooley. Hey, he was on to me. All right, then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She got your back. Um, Is it Linnea? Mm -hmm. I said, that's correct. A man is to protect the home and the people within it. Two's better than one. She's talking about when we both going to the door. That's why I always got your back, shorty. I don't know, Jada. Like, yes, two is better than one, but just let let me take care of this real quick and let me just see what's Mm. going on first. Now, if you hear me out there getting my ass whooped, Call one of the kids. Call one of the kids. Kissing you. All right. Um, NJ Rich said the DA is skin folk, but he ain't kin folk. That was deep. All right. Let me see what Lynn was it. Blockworks is in the building. All right. Come on. Roll up. My bad. (laughs) Roll up. Roll up. Oh, sorry. No pun intended. Linnea said that the money was hush money. And NJ Rich wants to know why are we not discussing the policies that were in the settlement? Even though he believes that there's an NDA, these um, policies were apparently um, disclosed. So why are we not talking about those policies? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they um, they talked to each other. Uh, did it, okay. And Lee said, you need to prove the intent. You can't compare drive-by to the situation. It's not murder. It's a case of bad um, police policies. NJ Rich gave everybody the Washington Post so you can read the settlement, um, which include those policies that the family requested. Um, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, sis. You're welcome. All right. Uh, We appreciate everybody for commenting. Everybody, take a second, hit that share button, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Cooley and the Gang show. We are live every Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our special guest, Louis Stancil, acting coach. Um, and uh, his latest uh, job was on the movie coming out October the 8th, Charm City Kings. He'll be joining us at 7.15. So we appreciate y'all hanging out, sticking around with us. Uh, so far, we're talking about the Breonna Taylor um, case and the forward movement or no movement, as some people see it, and uh, what's happening. Um, G, I jumped in on you uh well, you did you have another thought? We haven't heard from Mac and uh, Mayberry. No, really, Mac. Yeah, listening to it from from this angle, I don't know. It 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 is crazy though, especially the dude shooting from the outside. But I mean, that's the same thing I said as far as the Freddie Gay um, great case. Once they took that money, that wasn't nobody going to jail. Wasn't nobody yeah, going to jail. I hate when that happens. I hate, I hate when, and they, and they do that on purpose to people like, you know, try to rush that part because they, they think most people would be blind and be like, oh, all right, well, they did something. No, they didn't really do nothing, really. Except mm. for the price tag. They told you how much Breonna Taylor was worth. That's what they did. Right. As, as, a, as, a, as a person of color in America, if you want to know how much you're worth, then go get killed by somebody of another race or the police and you'll be able to see what the price is on your life. Right. But I mean, that's the thing. If you felt that it was something suspicious about it to even start it, why would you put a price on the life of your child and just settle instead of seeing it through? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to learn to stop. We have to learn to say no. Money, can't, start looking at money can't solve this problem. Money ain't going to bring my child back. Money's not going to give me peace. 
what's going to give me peace is the arrest and um, prosecution of the murder. Everybody, every time one of these high profile cases come up, you see Ben Crump. I refuse to believe that there are no capable attorneys in any of these states that would be able to take these cases and possibly, possibly get a different verdict. Like, I don't understand why it's always been crunk. It's the same person, like, all the time. And, I, yeah, he, and he, probably don't get, he don't even get that many Ws. And he probably the ones that's pushing them to settle. Because he gets his big old chunk of money for Senate jobs. Big so. ass check. A big dumb ass check. I don't know, but and and believe it or not, there are only two states that do not have no knock warrants, and that's Oregon and Florida. And now, of course, um, Kentucky. Kentucky has taken no knock no knock warrants off the books. I know that um, today during the family, um, the family was speaking, and a few other people, Tamika Mallory, chick, all of them, and I did catch a, a snippet of a few things, and I I believe that they were trying to talk about some of the policies. And I don't know, I know they, they kept referencing the local area and communities in that current state. So I don't know how far out they go, but I know it's that they were talking about um, making sh either trying to end the no knock warrants and making sure that all officers have their cameras on um, before entering. I mean, it was a few other things that um, the family were, were stating today in some of the policies that they are proposing when they were talking to the masses. I think it was today. Yeah, it was today. Mm -hmm. It was today. So do do plainclothes officers still wear cameras? Because I know they do a lot of undercover. So do when well, I guess when you go in to serve a warrant, then you should have a camera on. You should, but I, there is footage out there. I refuse to believe. Oh, yeah, not. that's what they said. There is there is there's, footage out there because out there. the whoever the black man was, because I don't know who none of the people were, but he was saying like they've seen a snippet of one of the officers, and that was kind of like towards the end when he was being roped. Go, I guess, on his way to the ambulance, but they, and that's one of the things that they're pushing for is that all of the footage be released and viewed because apparently all of it has not been released maybe to the family yet, but there was, that was one of the things that I did have, um, hear them say is that they want, that's one of the things that they are, are I guess, um, fighting for is all of the footage and not the little bit that they saw that doesn't show anything. I miss Johnny Cochran. Lord, I'm telling you, I think that settlement had all of that stuff in there, just saying that you don't have any any access to any of this stuff, and it's mm -hmm. and it's it's, a, it's really just a done deal. So, in a, in a sense, they probably put their foot in their mouth by taking that money because it's it's hurting them more. But would would, would y'all not? Would you not take the money? So, so you, like, I'm glad if, you asked that question. Huh? I'm glad you asked that question because that was that was my next. That was the next thing I was going to ask. Because you got to take into account everything you've seen. Nothing has gone right. Like, so do I try to just want walk somebody away with to something? pay? Just, I don't think she had any children. So, I mean, if, if she had kids, I can be like, you know, I would be like, you know what? Like, Corinne Gaines, her family, like, Corinne had children, you know, so they lost their mother and the money is not going to do anything for that. But, I mean, but they ended up taking that money back from her, right? Or oh, they didn't give her no money at first. Did she ever get paid? I think, I think it was like thirty-seven million. Yeah, she did. Something just happened recently with, yeah, with them. Probably a couple months ago. Um, it's. I mean, I guess it's kind of twofold because, you know, you look at things that has happened, but at the same time, they took the money first. But you always, in the back of your mind, feel like they're going to continually walk away. So. 
is like, do I try to get some to, do I, do I try to make them hurt, hurt like this? Because we know that the money ain't hurting them at all, but mm -hmm. make them to pay as some form of acknowledgement, because I know on the back end there, no matter how hard I fight, they're just going to walk away. Or do I just say, forget the money. I'll fight until I can't fight no more. At least I know I fought trying fight. to make a difference, trying to make somebody pay. I didn't just take the money and say, this is what that person's life was all about. And, and, and that's it. So you, I was on the same token too. You got to look at it like, can you afford to fight it to the end? Well, yeah, you know, well, ain't that what Black Lives Matter? So what they collecting all that <coughs> collecting the money to help uh, with these cases? No. <laughs> what the fuck they doing with the money? Yeah. Nobody knows. So, Nobody and, knows. and that's what I'm saying. So if, if they would have lost this case, the lawyer that they had was named Crump, what, what would he have got out of the deal? Who would have paid him? Nobody. He, he, it's the publicity. You just go on to the next case. As a father, as a father to two kids, I have a boy and a girl. And um, I don't know if y'all seen that thing with Conan and his daughter uh, down in Florida. She 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 died and allegedly said it was like an overdose or some shit like that. I don't know the whole story on that. But as a dad, a father of two kids, I don't think I could take the money. Mm -hmm. um, especially when I know that something was fucked up. Everybody saw Master P and that. he said that, that white man offered him a million dollars. He knew he was worth more than a million. If you offer me $12 million and we haven't even been to court or any of that shit yet, somebody done fucked up. And Rudy always said you can't pay for justice. Justice has no price or nothing like that. But you done fucked up. $12 million. Do I want your $12 million? No. I'd rather see whatever happens. Whoever, in my mind, murdered my daughter or my son. I want them to go to jail. That's my justice. And you can't put a price on it. It ain't worth $12 million. It might not be worth $24 million, but some, some kind of justice has to be taken. Um, and it's not about the money. My daughter or my son is worth more than $12 million to me. You can't put a price on, on, on your kids like that. So, yeah, you're going to offer me 12 I know my shit is worth more than that. So I'm not taking the money. And that's real shit. Yeah, I, and I gotta agree with that. Like, I I can't understand. Well, I'm not gonna say I can't understand because I can't, I'm not in these, I'm not in anybody else's shoes. So I don't know what another person is thinking. I would hope that I would never be in a position to have to make a decision like that mm -hmm. um, on so many levels. Like, damn, you know, because, you know, we live in a world where you could be, it for real, people always talk about this. Lower class, middle class, upper class. For real, you either live in check to check or you're not. That's that's point blank period. And if you're in that gray area or you're living check to check, then somebody offer you $12 million, $24 million, you're thinking like, well, I don't know how serious this really might be. And you know we might lose. So let's go to Florida. You know, but the reality is, man, and, and and you see it so many times that our people get bought off for so much shit. I was look, I was I was reading something a while ago, and it was talking about the biggest mistake that black people ever made was leaving the South. And and you might say, well, how is that a mistake? Because we gave up so much land. We don't people don't understand that we own so much property in the South 
deeper south that it don't make no sense. But we gave up a lot of that shit to come up further north to have more for ourselves or believe the illusion that we were gonna have more for ourselves. So it's the same thing now. Again, we're so quick to give up what's right just for a couple of dollars, just because it sounds good or it sounds like it's gonna work out or we're scared of the outcome. We don't wanna fight it. We don't wanna go through the, through the possibility of losing. It's almost like deal or no deal. You open a suitcase, well, you got $24 million. What you gonna do? It's one of them, them type of situations. But, you know, if you believe in your heart that something was done wrong and you really want to do something about it, man, you got to go to, you got to, you got to fight the charge, man. You, you got to fight the whole, you got to fight the whole way down. You can't take an agreement. And I'm, and I, I swear, I really believe that in that settlement, it was somewhere in there. It says some shit like, however this goes, you can't contest it. Or we aren't going to release anything or we're not reliable to release anything past this point or whatever. It, it has to be something like that because it just seems, you see how quiet this shit has gotten since she got the money? You know how, you remember how much noise was being made? But once she got the money, nothing else was being said. There's no more conversation. Police, All right, let's police get some comments. Got I'm off. sorry. Let's get some comments out the room real quick as we kind of put a bow tie on this thing. All right, let's see. Um, NJ Rich said, there's a difference between civil cases and criminal cases. So we have to consider that when we are talking about money and Crump is a civil lawyer. So that's why we see him a lot. Plain clothes, a lot and we see him first. Plain clothes cops should wear cameras and the footage, if the footage comes out now, they won't be able to get tried for the same case. Um, and I'm, this is all NJ Rich. Um, and the taxpayers are paying. Let let that money come from the police pensions. I agree with that. So if you're going to take the money, they're going to offer their money. He's saying, you know, offer it from their pensions. Actually, let it help them. Um, oh, hold up. Hold up. Before you go anywhere, let me say one more yeah, thing real quick. I'm not going nowhere. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. All right. So speaking of that. That's a good. That's a good thing that somebody just said because it, it jogged my memory on what I wanted to tell you guys. So we always talk about don't spend the black dollar, don't spend any money. We run the economy. We stop all this, right? Well, if that's the case, then how is it? Then all of a sudden, every state that does something fucked up, they can all of a sudden come up with 24, 12, 13, 14 million dollars. Do you really think that you're not spending your money is going to shut down the economy? Do you really believe that? Think about that now. How did they come up with the money that quick, just like that? And it happens every time. It don't seem to be a conversation. It ain't like they're struggling. They say, you know what? We gotta, we gotta make sure that the streets are fixed this year. We can't give up this twelve million dollars or this twenty-four million dollars. Nah, let's let's uh, let's take it out somewhere else. No, they just kicking that money out and continuing with business like nothing ever happened. Yeah, so sitting there waiting for their fuck ups because they have money in the in the cut for things like this when you talk about millionaires and billionaires i'm not talking about one million i'm talking about millions with with zeros in it and going in towards the billions when you're talking about that they can afford to take losses when things happen the people that suffer are the people on the bottom of the totem pole it is not the people at the top it just doesn't work that way it's not designed that way i you know i play around with the stock market do y'all understand that regardless of the direction of the stock market, there are people that are making money regardless of which way it goes, whether it goes up or down. 
So when you say that you're going to take money out of something, understand, all you're doing is predicting the stock market. They're going to make money when it goes up or down. So it doesn't work like that. We have to come up with another strategic plan, and it does not involve you not spending your money. Heard him. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you was, I thought you were saying something. Okay. Um, Jada Garrett said, in grief, a and in grief and in a vulnerable position, the rats whisper in your ears to take advantage of you. I'm not judging them because I am not in their position. Miss mm. Nikki said, um, we have to learn to not be moved by money and fight the process out. No amount will bring our loved ones back. You can't give me enough for taking my child's life. See it out all the way. Um, NJ Rich, I think that people will take the money possibly to afford to bury the family members that just died or in a sense, like Troy said, if there's not major stipulations in it to continue to afford to fight the to process. Fight the process. Um, Lee said Ben Crump is a sucker, a Al Sharpton. Oh, and oh, Ben <laughs> Crump and oh, okay, I was just making it one person. Um, and sucker as Al Sharpton are the ones that's messing us up. Um, Jada Garrett said you designated fund for the CYA situations. Cover your ass. There you go. Um, and Jada replied to herself. She said, Professor, get out her head. <laughs> you must have said something that she was about to say already. Oh, and NJ Richards threw another one. Yes, if a large group of black people all boycott, we can change finances. There has to be a structured boy. There has to be structured boycotts. Mm. Oh, um, and we'll never be on one accord to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, um, I hate to say it. I, I think I'm tired of seeing motherfuckers walk up and down the street, though. Tired of that. I'm tired of doing it. I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't understand. A peaceful protest, you got a, a million colors walking up and down the street with a couple <laughs> sprinkles of white folks in there just to be on TV. <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I'm, I'm done walking and, and making signs and shit, letting my kids do the, the backdrops and flags and, come on, man, that, that, that we, we got to change the narrative and, and, stop, and, stop, and stop these fucking walks. Like, what, what does it help? What does it do? Somebody tell me. What does it do? Build your calves up. Uh, well, all right, that's, that's what it is. We about to walk from here to D.C. So right. when guns go off, the, the day, you know, at the end of the day, there was a victim in all of this, a true victim. And that victim's name is Breonna Taylor. And, you know, um, like we said, no amount of money can bring her back. You know, it was a sacrificial lamb for maybe something greater that we don't know that's coming. Like, I would like to think that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, peace and blessings to her family and um, everybody that's involved. I mean, even the boyfriend that was there, you know, I know in his head he's got to be going through something also because, you know, it's just a fucked up situation. And um, he's probably got to – he can't stay in Kentucky. Like, he got to leave Louisville because – He's not a friend to the police anymore. Like he got to go. So I just hope this whole thing works as works itself out, um, and we'll see. Um, you are tuned into the Cooling the Gang show live every Friday night, six p.m. to eight p.m. Um, you can catch us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, uh, Periscope, uh, wherever you want to find us. We are there. Um, please take a second. Anybody that just came in, hit that share button. We appreciate you for coming in. Our guest today is going to be Lewis Stansel, acting coach. 
Um, his latest project that he was involved in was the Charm City Kings movie that's coming out on October the 8th. Uh, we'll be talking to him at around 7.15. Um, we've been talking about um, a lot of, uh, we've been having some good dialogue as far as relationships and stuff lately. Um, infidelities, uh, threesomes, mesomes, weesomes, um, and all of that. Y'all know what a weesome is. That's some new shit. I'll tell y'all later. I can't explain it right now. Um, but uh, you say what, Professor? That's a stranger. Like, like uh, <laughs> I was talking about. But um, the question I wanted to ask you all, and I guess it can tie into a lot of things, like how do you feel, how do you feel about apologies? Uh who? Apologies. What do you mean? Is I'm sorry still acceptable in 2020? Only if your oh. actions are followed, your actions follow follow that. You can't tell me you sorry and you go out there and do the same shit. But let, let me just get past the original. I'm sorry first. Now, if you if I say I'm sorry and you're already thinking about what I may go and do again, like no, no, fuck that. Let me say I'm sorry and wait to see what I do. <laughs> I'm just I just answered the question. It is acceptable, well, but only no, see, if you're not going to go and it do some no other shit behind it. Ain't me. no but. See, why is it always a but? It ain't no but. It's I'm sorry. Which you love I'll to say it like this. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it like this. If it was a true mistake, unknowingly done, I'm sorry, it's acceptable. But most of motherfuckers are probably just for shit that they know did that was fucked up. They knew it was fucked up going in, and then when they get caught, now they want to be sorry. So in situations like mm -hmm. that, no, I'm sorry, it's not. Well, I, I can't be sorry. Meditated some shit. You can't no. be sorry when you premeditate no. some shit. No, no, not at yeah. not at all. Are you still be remorseful? So you sorry that it's sorry that you know what I fucked up. You know, I I, I didn't think you was gonna be mad that you know I, I slipped into that girl's vagina. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'd rather you just say. I'd rather you accept it and say. That probably would work, but that one don't work, sir. Just if you you just say you fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have done this shit, but I'm sorry. Is that an mm -hmm. apology? Can I say, look, I fucked up, baby. I wouldn't look. I, I, I wouldn't look at that's that's a um, you owning up to your shit. That's not that's a, maybe I don't shake it. Apology. Maybe I don't think that's a hologram because she ain't said shit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> she got this vein over there. Paul pulsating. Uh oh. What? What happened? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I feel about apologies. Okay, so let's start. It's what's your motive? What's the what's the apology for? What are, what is your end game? What's your agenda? I mean, I didn't know there was levels to. I thought I'm sorry, okay. which is, I'm sorry, but now I hear I see that there's an I'm sorry A, I'm sorry B, I'm sorry C, so, and only one of them is accepted. It is mainly because you. It, what's your agenda and what's your motive? Because if you just apologize and to shut somebody up then you're going to have a repeat, re repeated issue. <laughs> I apologize, um, and you don't really know what you're apologizing for, then you can have a repeated situation and scenario as well. I hate that. What you sorry for? Because I'm sorry. You some, or you have somebody to say sorry, and then but, because they really don't want to say sorry, they feel like they got to say it, and then they, you don't learn nothing in that situation or scenario either. So it's like, what's your, what is your agenda? What is your end game? Yeah, especially if you say, is it genuine? Like, is your apology genuine? Because I mean, don't apologize to me if it ain't genuine. 
Like, real yeah, talk. Yeah, because the per- somebody is saying, well, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing that. But you got to look at it my way. Or, so no, this is, like- another one that like. <laughs> this is another one I don't like. I'm, I'm sorry that you took it that way. Mm. I can but take why over. why is that but no, you did you took a different way than so, me so would it have been better said I'm sorry that what I said hurt you yeah it's that's all in how you how you it's were how you delivered, it's how you deliver the information if you sitting there because that's almost like you t- you're apologizing and taking it back at the same time I apologize you took it that way it, if it's, it's not how I took it it's the fact that what you said impacted me in this way form of fashion so just know that that did so then that way that you can know how to operate with this person moving forward because everybody's different like some people don't mind playing games and doing certain things like I mean just like say kids some kids play a certain way and then other kids like yo I don't I don't want to play like that I don't I don't like that you have the right to say that so no I think that uh, (laughs) it it kind of depends on the, the is the um the apology of I'm sorry or or is it please forgive me I won't do it again. Um, that's that's like begging. Right. So so like I'm sorry. I I'm sorry that I wasted my fucking time with your sorry ass. That's how Mike says sorry to me. Sometimes you gotta say that to people. Sometimes that's right. how Mike says sorry to me. Right. Yeah. I, I and, and am I sorry that I got caught. Probably not, depending on the situation. So, please forgive me; it won't happen again. I'm gonna straight up lie about that because it might happen again. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm with you. Sorry, yes. Um, you let me pay a couple of dollars, like you know, you gave me a couple of dollars. I said, Rudy, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna pay you back on Friday, and here it is, three months later. Yo, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> like, like it depends <laughs> on what the I'm sorry is. Um, but yeah, an apology is still is still acceptable. But the problem with that is, I might not want to accept your fucking apology. Fuck you. Boom, boom. But why? And and that's what happens more often than not, man. People <laughs> just don't accept the apology because, truthfully, when the apology comes, they didn't already moved on to something else. People have so much shit that they're doing. It's very seldom that you find in a relationship where a person is really just. It's just. You and I. A lot of times it's you, I, and then they go on the side. It's like, damn, he fucked up again. Why he do that? Or that girl that's on on the other end, like, <laughs> uh, damn, yo, you need to, you need to um do something different, or why you let her treat you that way? So they're waiting for a fuck up. So once that fuck up happens, it's, it's too late. For real, it's very seldom that you come across relationships that are are any different from that. That's why the apology doesn't work. Because if you believed in me and I told you I was sorry, that should be the end of the conversation. I think drop, I, drop right, the I, mic on that shit. That boom, boom. I, yeah. I think people outside of situations fuck up the apology. Huh? I think people outside of situations fuck up the apology. Like your home, like girl. her raggedy ass girlfriend. Yeah, her raggedy ass home okay, ass boys. Man, I ain't gonna blame yeah. shit on no outsider. People no, be outside of the apology. apology. Cause we got our thing going, we vibing, you know, this is us. Man. I tell you, I done told you I'm sorry 20 times and it's been good. And now you go you know, and all the- Keisha, uh, rag, Keisha raggedy ass over there with her raggedy ass boyfriend come back live and talk about fuck him, gal, fuck him, fuck him. Shut your ass up, Keisha. Now you my apology ain't no good no more. <laughs> ain't good, ain't good, right. 
you know what's funny? Damn. Like when people get married, um, the pastor in some shape, form, or fashion, or however you get married, they always talk about uh, your friends and your family that's around you, right? And the only way that this marriage is going to work is the people that are around you. And even in just, I don't know what you call it, boyfriend, girlfriend, my boo, my whatever, <laughs> whatever you call that shit, um, it, it really works the same way. It has a lot to do with the people that are around them. Because right. if, and here's if the thing, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut you off. This doesn't have anything to do with men, just women doing it. Because y'all fellas be having some whack-ass homeboys that be sitting up in here talking y'all into some dumb-ass shit. I'm the whack-ass homeboy. I'm good Y'all have some whack-ass homeboys that talk y'all into doing some dumb-ass shit. That's me. That's me. Right. Don't sit here and act like it's just a girls that have stupid girlfriends. Y'all got some dumb homeboys. We learned it from y'all. Little birdie said you talking over you over there talking through pain, bro. Cool, you G. No, 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 G is at home because G, G will you drinks at your birthday and then when you throw up on your wife, he send you home with you your wife. You can't say I'm sorry no more. And it, and G, G didn't fuck it up. We had a good time though. We had a good time. We have, we have a great time though, right? Twice. Hell of a time. Hell of a time. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Mayberry. Punk ass friends. You're welcome. Girl said, but did you die though? <laughs> did you die though? Right? <laughs> Next time, leave your wife at home. I told you that. <laughs> I didn't mean it, Shannon. I didn't mean it. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean it. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know, but I, I think I and even not just relationships. Like I let let's go. Let's bounce back. So if this cop comes out and says that he's sorry, nobody is is sorry acceptable in those situations. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Say I'm sorry and now charge me. Get out of here. I'm sorry now, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, once you admit, once you say I'm sorry, that's it, like admitting guilt. Admitting guilt, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, if he came back and said he was sorry, hell yeah. But I want your ass to go to jail. When when I was younger, right, and I got into some trouble. At the end of the trouble, the lawyer would always ask me. Is there anything you want to say to the courtroom? And my parents <laughs> will always say, just say sorry for wasting their time. And deep down inside, I really wasn't sorry. And I didn't like that shit. I always felt weak <laughs> to have to say I'm fucking sorry about that shit. Like I, I I just, I just, I don't know. Just something about it just, just sound strange to me. I I in that type of scenario, I don't think he can apologize and walk away. Because because there is an omission of guilt. And if he says, I'm sorry, it does open up another can of worms. So you're probably not going to get an apology. And even if you did. Um, well, here's a better question. Purchase the man. Who is. Who is more upset about it? Is the public more upset or is the family more upset? Are we. Are we making more of this than what the family is? Like, are we really speaking on a situation that is closed for the family? Because that's a possibility too. Well, it didn't seem like it today when they were when they were speaking that mm -hmm. it was a closed deal for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like I said, they were talking about all the policies, and I mean, they didn't speak necessarily directly to going after the cops in her her like in her situation and that might be 
once again back because of whatever the stipulations are for the settlement. But it sounds like that they are still trying to fight something, some way, somehow um, to pass her, a law in her name, things of that nature, so that it can't, it, it won't happen to someone else. Um, right. But like I said, it they did not speak from the portion where I came in at directly to her case. And like I said, that could have a lot to do with, like you said, whatever the stipulations are uh, in the settlement, um, non-disclosure, all of that. So that, that could possibly be, or I could have just missed it. All right, before G leave, I want to read this article. So NJ Rich just shared an article with us from um, CNBC. And the title of the article is, Stop Saying I'm Sorry. Research says it makes others think less of you. Here's what su successful people do instead. Now, I want to jump all the way down into this article to um, why and when you shouldn't say I'm sorry, but it gives some reactions. So number one, people lose respect for you. Number two, it lessens the impact of future apologies. Number three, it's annoying. Number four, it can lower your self-esteem. Who wrote this clip, people? Monitoring, monitoring your apologies. You should be more self-aware. Know what you should and shouldn't apologize for. Flip the script. Change the narrative. <laughs> get comfortable with saying <laughs> get comfortable with saying no and download Google Chrome's just not sorry plugin. What the <laughs> I this need is, that plugin. No, you won't get plugged in all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That goes back to what I just said. Like when I was even when I was young and I was told that I had to say I'm sorry, something about that shit just didn't feel right to me. Like it just didn't say something about saying I'm sorry just doesn't feel right. There's a, to me, there's a difference between saying, damn, I should have thought about the action before I made it, as opposed to saying, I'm sorry. Like, like I can't think for myself. Like, I really just, just be fucking up. Um, yeah, some, something about I'm sorry. But, but you probably were really just fucking up. I probably was. But to me, it all, it all is the same. I just wasn't thinking because I'd have been thinking I'd have made a better decision. Oh, I'm sorry for not making a better decision. I'm not saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying it. Most of the time, most of the time, I'm sorry I just got caught. Yeah, I ain't saying it. Forgive me. It won't, happen, it won't happen again. And I me saying it won't happen again. Sorry. Actually, you sorry for getting caught. Huh? Is yeah. An apology. Is sorry? Is it an apology? I apologize. Is that the same to you? To me, um, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, because if yeah, I say not I apologize, I'll say I apologize to somebody. Oh, it's Jen. Yeah, it's such a girl. Jennifer, <laughs> shout out to Jennifer. Just popped in the room. I really want to be honest when I say I apologize, though. Right, right. A, a it's different than saying I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, a lot of times I feel like I don't be honest, though. <laughs> But that's what I was talking about in the beginning. You got people that apologize and they don't really mean it. So it's like, then what's the point of the apology? I don't know when somebody mean it though. I Just want to you stop to the conversation. And then I want your apology to actually come with an action. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so you apologize and not, That's not fair. No, no, that we're is. Not we're not saying off top. As soon as you apologize, we like. No, no. that is what you're saying. That's how I'm feeling right now because I oh can't. Oh my gosh! Say... Can you stop trying to pencil yourself in? Get your name off the program. Where is the sharpie and why is it out? Mike, you ain't on the program. This is a general statement. 
flew mm-hmm. over it. Apparently, he doesn't. He you always he, <laughs> about him. He, no, because I he that I may bear. That's because telling himself when he say sorry, he don't be mean that <laughs> <I> shit. When <laughs> <laughs> he gets like that, that's that mean. I get oh, it. Yeah. No, it, when I'm saying it should come with an action, like if you say that's how you know that it's genuine to me, that there is an action behind it. The action doesn't mean that you have to change, but the action can be a certain level of awareness. If I told you what you did bothered me or it hurt me, I'm making you aware of the problem. Now, what I'm expecting is a potential solution or progression to get to a solution. That can mean, hey, I'm being a little bit more conscious, like I'm being more aware of what I do so that it doesn't disrupt the situation. So it's just, what is your action following it? Okay, if you was caught cheating, are you gonna continue to do it? Like, don't apologize and then you're gonna slide in shorties, uh, you know, between her legs in a few more days. Don't apologize, keep it 100. Say, yo, I'm really trying to slide in shorty. All right, I'm out, you know, go slide in shorty so I don't gotta, you know, I don't want the itch and scratch. You can go run the streets. I mean, what if I'm I say, sorry. what I'm if so, I say I'm that but so. say, I'm sorry, this didn't work out? See, again, this is where y'all go and say something about me. I'd rather, and I would have a whole lot of respect for a cat if they said to me, look, you know, this ain't working, versus you sitting up in here stabbing somebody in a box and then coming in. I'm and sorry, this ain't working. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I tried to make this shit work. That's what I'm sorry about. I tried to make this shit work. I'm sorry. Hey, look. I gotta go, yeah. I don't care how it's delivered. It's the fact that you're owning where you are at that moment. I feel like it's, hey, I apologize. This ain't working. Hey, I'm sorry. This ain't working. This shit ain't working. I'm sorry. I was even with your ass. It ain't working. I don't care. Tell me. Give me the opportunity on if I want to stay with your dumb ass. So don't make a decision for me. That's all right. All right, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that I leave y'all. I gotta go to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'll talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Everybody have a good weekend. Um, happy anniversary to the to to Mike and the ball and chain. Uh, y'all be safe. All right, bro. All right, All right let's let's get. Oh shit, Ike, Ike, Ike. I was not sure what your schedule was or your uh where you were today. Um, <laughs> Mike ain't shit. Yeah, Mike ain't shit. Like, Ike, I'm sorry. Ike, Ike, I really am sorry. Like, and my Ike, Ike knows my actions. My actions are genuine. Are you gonna say I'm sorry? I just said I'm sorry, Ike. But no, he just he just belittled himself and everything. Are you gonna are you gonna forget Ike again next week? Because no. then it won't count. No, no, hell no, <laughs> hell no. That's my bad, Ike. All right, then just check him. Damn, my bad. I'm sorry. Are you bringing him in or he he in the room? Done. I can come in. Knock knock. He always, you know, when once G leave, I Ike is a, such a busy guy, you know. I don't even know what's really going on. But um, yeah. So you're tuned into the Cooley and the Gang show. Um, we're talking about apologies. Um, for those of you that just came in, we uh started off the show talking about the Breonna Taylor um case and the uh the movement or lack thereof in the case. Um, our guest will be on at seven fifteen. Uh, Lewis. Stancil, acting coach for the upcoming film, Charm City Kings. If you don't know, Charm City Kings is coming out October the 8th. Um, are you all ready for that interview? Because I didn't study. So I need my I need my crew to back me up. I, I apologize. I studied I, a little bit, but I didn't study. I definitely before. got one question or one comment and a question. All right, that's what's up. That'll, that'll get us through the 45 minute interview. 
Better study. Um, shit. I'm uh, I'm sorry. I'm over here doing a couple things, and y'all just watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your apologies way less now. He, I said yeah, it. I didn't said it about six times. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. I said he'll come in if you want him to end. Come in. Yeah, I just I said it to him. He couldn't even plug the cord into the computer. Don't nobody listen to me. Mm. Why do we keep having to talk? That was that was that was the old me. <laughs> this is the new me. I still love NJ Rich said we need to stop saying the word sorry and just use I apologize instead. No, NJ Rich had a lot to say. Can you take them damn glasses off before you're going to be needing them? Yeah, for real. I'm sorry. God damn it. Uh, that? that just go to show you that you be saying I'm sorry. Don't mean All the time. All the time. All the time. And he wonder why I don't pay his ass no attention. Can you say get the comments in the room, please? I was. You wasn't scrolling. Thank you kindly. Right. I don't like that sign. I'm gonna have to have to discipline you about that. <laughs> you put your phone down, bro. I'm doing uh trying to get some more people in it. Why you want nobody see you? All right, hitting the room. Um, Jennifer said accountability will always impact the value of an apology. Um, I said that from NJ Rich. Um, and then they they agreed, they was laughing at Mayberry, they laughed at Mike confessing and feeling guilty. Uh, and then Jay Richard said, if you throw a rocket at a, at a pack of dogs, the one that holler is the one you hit. Mike, don't say anything. <laughs> Too late, NJ Rich. He missed that comment. I saw this shit. <laughs> oh, I caught her. That's my guy. What up, bro? Appreciate you so much, man. I, I just <laughs> colors, I tell you. Um I do want it because like uh, the professor was talking, I don't want to cut you from what you usually speak about, but I know you did have a lot to say. You know, a lot was on your mind with the whole Breonna Taylor situation um, and what happened afterwards. Um, I don't know how much you got to catch before you got in here about when we spoke about it, but um, nah. I think we were all in agreement that, you know, that, as we all know, it was a fucked up. She, innocent. She was an innocent victim. She was a victim, an innocent right. victim innocent bystander. Um, we talked about, you know, protecting your woman and we felt that the boyfriend was doing that, but it was one of those situations like, well, I said, you know, when I would hear things when I was at home and I'll go check and then, you know, she would want to be right beside me. But no, this ain't for you. You stay here. I'll go out here and check this out. You just stay, stay low. You know right. what I'm saying? But sometimes women will be women strong black women that we all love you know be careful i know and i know and because yeah. it said when you say it it sounds fucked but it's the truth like you know strong black women are going to be strong black women <clears throat> and that should be another topic you know sub submission like we should talk about that next week Sub Ooh. submitting because that shit is in the bible and a lot of y'all women missed you know that, that at the ceremony. You know that wasn't in our vows, though, right? Uh -oh. That was omitted from our vows. Move that's on. Because, that's because my dad likes you. Okay. It tells a lot about you. It was in his vows. Hey. Uh oh, hold up. So y'all intentionally left that out? I did, yes. I didn't want it. Oh. Mike, Mike is gay. <laughs> yeah. I walked away. Hey. Troy. Troy. Hey, yo. Hey. That's just they your friends. Your friends, your family. You keep That's wild. 
That's wild. Jennifer said she want in for the conversation. Jennifer, we can. Uh, I, I will definitely put that together. We get Jennifer. Jennifer going to read us out. Jennifer. Ah, somebody said Jennifer. I heard myself echo. Was that me? Wasn't us. Um. Yeah. So go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry about the the whole situation. I mean. I really haven't said much about it. I mean, I'm always on the whole protect black women, protect shit, protect our people, period. I mean, anybody that know me know that. So you how do you I feel mean? about the money so, coming first? This is the part people ain't gonna like. That was a fucking bad move. Because yeah. here's what's happened, what happens with civil suits is when you accept that money, it's almost like that's you're giving them a pass mm -hmm. to accept full responsibility. And I had a conversation with some, because I don't get in real debates with a lot of people because a lot of people don't respect people's opinions mm -hmm. a lot of times, especially even if you're telling the truth or if you're giving, coming from a logical standpoint when you're thinking about it. And one of the things that I, I said was like, yo, I don't care how much of a jam or how much y'all think that money is going to help heal everything is not. You know what I mean? And you setting yourself up for failure by taking that versus pushing that more to say, yo, they did something, they did something illegal. They mm -hmm. they killed her or they killed anybody. And it I I just I just never I never understood why you take the money before the prosecution is always done. Unless it was on like how, you know, like they like, hey, everybody got acquitted. You know what I mean? They went to trial, everybody got acquitted. Now we're going to do the civil suit. I get that part. But beforehand, in my opinion, you almost you almost like, hey, we're not going we we give up on that. And, you know, I was reading the little transcripts that they wrote about how it happened. And it's just weird. Like how you say, like how you say, like he was doing what he was supposed to do as a man to protect the house. Mm. And that took away the case with them. That took the case for them to use and say the police had their right. Which was like one of them. Nah, y'all didn't, but ah, fuck. You see <laughs> what I'm saying? So, so that's that's when I read it, I was just like, I didn't because I didn't know that. And a lot of times, before I speak on something, I want to do some research on it first before I open my mouth. And once I read that part, I'm like, yo, that's tough, yo. That's like, damn. But you have a right as a it's the Second Amendment right to protect yeah. and bear arms. Mm -hmm. You got that right. To, and I somebody, believe um, that they that Kentucky is a stand your ground state. I believe. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Look, sure. I gotta. I gotta look into that. But I, I thought it was. I could be wrong. But I, I'll check that out. Right, because 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 I, I feel I, I understand what he did. Because that's even like me. Like somebody knocked on my door two days ago. Now I don't have nothing. I don't have no gun because I don't have my gun license finished yet. But I did definitely go in here and grab me a little blade and tucked it under my hand and was like, "Who's at the door?" Because you know you know the UPS man. Mm -hmm. You know because I'm expecting a package, but nobody. I'm like, oh, who the hell is this wall up? And it was my neighbor. And she was like, oh, you look startled. I was just like, yeah, nobody knocks on my door randomly. If I, and especially when I don't know that they're coming. And I think she saw my hand and she said, oh, it's me. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you good, because that's the one, because one of the things that I've been doing on, you know, on a low has been self-defense training, you know, with knives, handguns, and so whatever, because I mean, I'm sorry, just in this environment that we in, I mean, I don't have no kids that live with me, but I'm always with my nieces and nephews. And it's already like that adrenaline thing kicks in with, I'm sorry, you breathe a look at when I'm wrong. Sorry. 
these long hands and long arms gonna catch you. So now it's that thing of, oh, you know people gonna get bolder now of, hey, I gotta protect my people, man. Fuck all that. Mm-mm. And if it costs you, and I, and I think that's where, why the um, boyfriend might be hurt too, is just like, damn, they took her life versus mine. Cause that's how I would feel. Like, yeah. yo, yo, I'm the one that had it. I should have caught all them bullets. So I, or any situation, I should catch it. But as long as they live and breathing, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, you are tuned into the Cooling the Gang show live every Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We appreciate everybody being in um, and chilling with us tonight. Um, again, the phone lines are open. Excuse me, 567-233-2684. That's 567-233-2684. We love phone calls. We love comments in the room. We appreciate it. Take a second, hit that share button. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Cooling the Gang show. Uh, we got a couple more comments in the room. Let's see where we are. Um, Juan said, "Peace and health." Um, Juan, my brother. Juan, that's oh god. You <laughs> <laughs> also want to know how he can get a seat at the table. Any, the table is open. Southwest got forty nine dollar flights right now. If you get on that flight, make it to Raleigh, you can sit at this table. Boom, shaka laka, shaka laka. All right then. We ain't um, got the budget yet where we can fly you in, but we be, we be there as soon as we get this advertising. Well, actually, if you, I could no, go with you... my anniversary, so we ain't we ain't shipping nobody in there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh. I keep telling me I got a house to buy. Hey, I said respect. You know what? Respect. You, you, Mike, you know what? You make me proud, brother. Y'all make hey, me this, proud. It's been y'all a journey. Listening. Y'all listening. Journey. You're taking I'm the guy. It started, it started from that conversation on Burnwood Road where you came and sat in that living room. <laughs> like, you, you think that I might not have been paying attention, but trust and believe. Like, I, I was listening. Oh, I know I everybody be paying attention. I, I just be in my mind like people better listen, but if they don't, <laughs> it don't hurt my feelings. It don't, it never hurt my feelings if people don't listen to advice because in the back of my mind, I'm judging anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging anyway. I'm never gonna tell you, but in the back of my mind, I always judge people that you know, and and not if somebody goes through like a bad financial thing because mm-hmm. that happens to all of us. Because I've you know I've had friends that gone through that, but people who do things and I'm like. In the back of my mind, I'm like, and I told this simple Simon ass <laughs> that he needed to take care of that situation before it got out of control. Now look at you. You caught up on a tow truck. Okay. You ain't want to listen. Shout so, out to Sterling. Just came in the room. What's up, Sterling? All righty. Um, oh, what's good, bro? All right. Jada um, Garrett um, said, wrong words, submission. The Bible was written by men well after the fact. Oh, we definitely Ooh. talking about this next week. Uh, Jada, let me get my uh, studies up. Oh, we, we, we definitely having this conversation. And Miss Nikki said, oh, wait now. Oh, wait now. Don't have her come next door. Okay, she didn't say that, but I, I said that for her. She said, submitting don't mean what you think, Mike. Um, oh, Linnea said, I agree with you, Ike. Folks, um, and we're going to hitting on off of what you were just stating, um, Ike. Folks can't do a debate without feeling strongly about this specific stance. Um, NJ Rich said, take a look at this article. NJ Rich be hitting us with the articles like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, NJ boom, Rich boom, keep, boom, he keep, he keep, he keep, no, NJ Rich got to do a book, dog. He yeah. on a, he on a fake payroll too. <laughs> See, like a NJ philosopher, dog. He's definitely on the stand. He's that you don't want to debate with. I, I always get that. Oh, heck no. Him and Rudy. Like, no, God, thank you. Him and Rudy. No, thank you. Um, but he said, check the article about civil cases versus the criminal cases. Um, and he said uh, he got to one day soon talk about politics with the election coming up soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. We, we definitely going to get deeper into the uh, – we're going to definitely get deeper into that as we move on. I'm not going to be here that day. 
We we, we got we got y'all. We we try to um like I, I, my approach and um our approach actually with the show. I see you made there. You know, our, our approach with the show is we try to hit on all different things. You know, we like to be, you know, civilly urban hood, civil hood, civil hood, well rounded. You know, civil hood. Um, so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but um, Mayberry, did you get my message? I don't know you like that. Okay, my bad. God, Mayberry, did you get my message? Okay, (laughs) (laughs) there it is. (laughs) Okay, what was it? What was it? No, what was it? What was it? Yeah, go ahead. What was the message? I want. No, I'm asking you. I don't know. What was the message? I ain't gonna say it right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're going but to jail. You can say it. Again. <laughs> what did you send? So we got a Trump on. 2020 in the room. Moving on. But you said a Trump We're 2020 up. in the room? Yeah, we got a Trump 2020 in the room. <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee. Okay, all right. Well, our guest is here. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to take a pause. Yeah, you were you were saved by the bell just now. Yeah, Lee, you was. I told you, Lee, stop playing. Uh, so our guest is here. I'm waiting for his audio to kick in. Our guest is here, Mr. Hey, Louis hey. Stansel. What's up? <laughs> How you doing, brother? It's, it's good to meet you. Uh, we appreciate you giving us this time tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Born and raised in Baltimore, our brother is out here doing his thing. He does not just yes, have sir. one stu- acting studio. This brother has five. Am I correct, my brother? No, that was in the past. I have two. Okay, well, he's got two. Oh, but the Hollywood, there we go. the Hollywood Reporter did say he is top five on the rise. Yeah, 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 yeah. This young, this brother <laughs> is doing his thing. And he was just, his latest project that he worked on was Charm City Kings. Yes, sir. Lewis, how how did you get to where you are now? Acting coach. Now, a lot of people want to be the player, but a lot of people don't realize that it's more profitable to be the coach. I got in the business uh, 16 years ago. So I started off with the idea of thinking that I just wanted to be an actor. And then I just saw God bless my hands more when I was helping other people. And then things just, just opened, doors just opened up. So I decided to, you know, let's test this out. Let's see, I, I know what I know. Let me help out some actors, and they've been they've been successful. <laughs> now this is your first time on the show, so I'm gonna tell you we are going to take you okay. all around the world. All we right, all right, all right. We want to talk to you about what you're doing. We want to hear your thoughts on some other things. Like we we want to get to know who Lewis is. Cool. So, and I and I'm going to ask you some because I have some questions because I got questions cool. about people getting typecasted. Like yeah. I, it's, it's a lot of things on my mind today. But working okay. on um your latest uh project, Charm City Kings, releases October the eighth. Everybody get ready to check that out on HBO Max. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna be on HBO Max. In this this COVID world, like how has that like I know everything went on a hiatus. So how did that kind of like impact you? Did you go into like was it worry mode? Like you seem to be a very like uh, spiritual guy like I mean you you have faith so like how- yeah uh it was it was it was uh it was a challenge at first because we was already in mid-session 
So closing down, you know, classes that we already had in session. So we had to do everything virtual. But there was a blessing in that because we were able to reach people that was not in our current state, which was, you know, Georgia or California. So we were able to teach people that was in New York or Jersey or Florida or Texas. So we were able to still, you know, teach individuals that's not in our current location. So, so it's Trump, been, we've been good. So Chomps, give us a little background. What, what, are we, what are we looking forward to when we see Chomps City Kings? What is it about? So it's about a young man named Mouse who is trying to get a part of the bike life. And the leader is Meek Mill. His character is Black. So he just comes back into, you know, the, the clique and Mouse is trying to, you know, be a part of the clique. So it's almost um, like uh, Boys in the Hood slash Fast and the Furious. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I can live with that combination. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's based off of the actual documentary, 12 O'Clock Boys, uh, that was on Netflix. So it's a true story. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> So did you were they so the talent that is going to be in this movie were they, are there a lot of new faces that we're going to see? Absolutely. So uh, obviously this is Meek Mill acting debut. Mm-hmm. Um, it won an award already at Sundance of 2020 this year. Um, I think people are going to be you know taken back by Meek Mill uh, performance in this. You know because there's a stigma that singers or rappers are not good performers. You know rappers like Will Smith. That. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah, right? So these, I, 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 I'm glad uh, Meek Mill stepped up to the plate. So do, have you ever gotten to one of them situations where you just like, look, maybe acting ain't for you. Is that, is, does that like... Is, I won't that- say it in those words, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, let's, let's see what other gifts you have. Know maybe it's writing or directing or producing or casting. You know, there's so much more than just being in front of the camera. You know, there's engineering, editing. You know, like uh, being a gaffer. You know, or just being able to, you know, just say uh, cut, being a director. But do you see? But but it seems like you know like our mentality, like some, like sometimes we just see the, the fast money part of everything. Absolutely. And, yep. and don't realize like there are so many other positions you can have with just as much credibility yep. and awards that come with it. Yep. That don't mean you're in front of the camera all the time. Absolutely. So I'll even talk about script supervisor. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know what a script supervisor is. That's the person that holds the script, right? And check for continuity issues. On a network television, they can make up to six figures a year. Six figures just holding the script and going, not, 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 that cup was over on that side. You need to put it back on that side. Or yell out the line to the actor. Or rewrites if the actor is saying the wrong line in that tape. And that person can make up to six figures. And you know, that used to be the fun part of watching Martin back in the day with me. Like, I used to love to watch and pick when somebody was laughing wrong or Mm-hmm. Pick like little, like just little stuff, and even with some movies, you'd be like, "Wait a minute, yep, yep." The pants they just had on, and it's supposed to be the same day. 
Yep. <laughs> so that, that, mean, that mean you got to fire that motherfucker that was holding that. <laughs> Somebody <Absolutely>. messed up. <laughs> so, so what has your biggest challenge been so far? In life, or and uh, just in life. Let's start with life, yeah. Because I mean, you 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 from Baltimore? Where are you currently? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta right now. I love the A. Yeah, yeah. I'm I actually going to be down. I was supposed to be down there tomorrow, but um. Oh, work. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> life happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's your challenge right there. <laughs> so, your, what, what has your biggest challenge in life been so far? Jeez. Um. Oof, I got a lot. Um, I'll say the most recent was being able to. Um, that's hard. All right, I'll talk about the biggest. Being able to be away from my mom and my, specifically my family. The reason why both of my parents are deaf, so I'm fluent in sign language. So I've always been a sign language interpreter growing up, right? So when I took the, the leap of faith of moving out to LA to, you know, I had my business going, I told my family, yo, peace and out. I ain't got no family, I ain't know no friends or nothing. Just went out there on a leap of faith, but that separation was the challenge. But over that hill, that's when, you know, the accolades start coming in with the Hollywood Reporter and all those other blessings. So I needed to, you know, get uncomfortable. Mm, that's what that's a, a lot of people off, that uncomfortability. Uncomfortability is yeah. something that holds a lot of people back from doing, just missing yeah. out life. And, but you took your head on, straight ahead. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, do you believe that you have to um, get out of Baltimore in order to make it as an actor? Or do you believe uh, that being in Baltimore, is it enough exposure in Baltimore at this time for a person from Baltimore to stay home and um, get a, a kickoff? Right. Um, I don't want to talk about past tense references. I want to talk about today's time. Today's time, we're all virtual right now, right? Mm. So all of our actors that think they need to move to LA or think they need to move to New York, we close down. Casting directors aren't seeing the actors in person right now. They're only seeing them virtually for callbacks or auditions. So they got sent self-tapes. So it works to anybody's advantage to be wherever they are right now, right? Training is training. So you can get trained in your own home state as long as you're able to grow from that, right? But talking about representation, like your agent or your manager, excuse me, the Atlanta market is a, uh, well, Southeast market, Louisiana and Atlanta, we're known for being self-taped. So we got people that we coach that's in New York, Jersey, Texas, and they have agents in this market and they're auditioning in their home state and they're booking in their home state. All they gotta do is just fly here for work and go back home. So to answer your question, Right now, nah. And we tell all of our actors that all they need to do is get in alignment with the right coach, right teacher, you know, right school, get a right agent, right manager. Boom, you good. I'm good. on Appreciate I am that. I'm always on IMDB. I love I don't know mm -hmm. why I love that app. I like I see an act, I search their name. Lewis, everybody in the god daggone mama them been on Law and Order. Is that like, <laughs> that's like, what you get, like everybody, like if you really go search a lot of actors and actresses, Word. everybody done been on Law and Order. Yeah, that's me? the longest running show in New York right now. <laughs> everybody done been on Law and Order. 
Except me. It's all you right. Look a brother up. Louis, I just want you to ask real quick. You know, I don't need much. Yeah, I wish. Listen, if I had that much power, I'll be the richest man in the world right now. <laughs> but, but, you know, and, and I think you have to, like, let's take Samuel L. Jackson. Right, right. If you go back and watch a lot of movies like me, Samuel L. Jackson then had some of the smallest roles, like, yep. Uh, yep. Hey, hey, get that cup off the table. And yep. that, that's cut scene. But look at him today. Yep. Do you find it hard to try to coach, you know, your talent into, like, look, you got to take these little bites out of the apple. Like, is it hard coaching people? Because at, at this at this microwave age of 2020, it seemed like everybody just want to want to jump in and just be a star. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great question. No, because the caliber of talent that, you know, come to us mm-hmm. are either, you know, in training and they're focusing on their their uh, cultivating that gift. Right. So they're cool with just getting work so they're comfortable with getting work um so there's a difference between a coach and a teacher i gotta explain this a coach is somebody that's on set because they gotta go quicker with the process time is money right a teacher is in a classroom they're the ones that's breaking down what is acting right so that they can go out and get the bag that they don't need a coach on set right they only need a coach on set just to fine tune some things. So all of the students that's in our classes in LA or Atlanta, we break it down for them and we really go through the process slowly with them and letting them know it's a part of the journey. Whatever the projects that they come against, it's a part of their work. The real biggest opportunities are auditions because only 5% of actors are working right now. Everybody else is auditioning or in class. So what do you, um, what do your business offer to someone that wants to come there and, and learn? What do you offer? So we offer in-person virtual acting classes, um, which focusing for TV and film. We also offer improv classes, which is led by my homie, Rodney Perry, comedian extraordinaire. Um, we also offer script writing classes for anybody that's interested in script writing. That's led by Lamont Farrell. Um, he's written for so many Tyler Perry projects. So that's like for script writing for TV and film. And we also offer directing and producing classes offered by Ryan Rich. So we focus on everything, acting, improv, script writing, and directing and producing. Okay. Yeah. I'm but it's not, I want to write some scripts. Yeah, man. The only difference between us and any other studio is that we don't focus just solely on the classes of the training. (laughs) Somebody told me there's more letters in business than show business, right? So we focus more on the business side as well because there's a lot of studios and facilities that offer training, but they don't teach them how to go get the bag. And that is definitely important. Your paper, your business together, like that is a key, like the fact that you all do that, like that. Yeah. That's dope. So we offer like seminars, we're doing a talent convention, Next weekend, a three-day talent convention where we are bringing in agents, managers, cast directors, producers. And it's going to be on Zoom because of COVID right now, but it's over uh, about 20-something industry professionals that's going to be giving feedback to the actors in the showcase. We offer industry talkbacks on our Instagram Live with agents and managers. We offer um, field trips with our actors where we're going on, like, on-site to different, like, uh, sets and whatnot. So it's, it's very interactive. We're a family. 
at LS Studios. LS Studios. Um, so yes, sir. can you um, give a little bit more of how, if it, is it too late to register for some people to register for that or is registration closed pretty much? No, we're always, um, we have ongoing classes so they can okay. just go to our website. Yeah, lsactingstudios.com and they can check us out, check out our bio and our classes. All right, I'm going to put that in the room real quick. Don't mind me cool. if I get quiet. So, so I did have a, uh, uh, a comment and um, a question for you. So when I was reading your bio, one of the things that jumped out to me automatically was um, I was reading a book a while ago and a person was talking about they wanted to open up a restaurant, but they knew nothing about opening up a restaurant. Right. So what he did was he worked, he got a job in a restaurant making minimum wage just to get some skills so that when he opened up the business, he could be successful. He knew the ins and outs of the business. So when I looked at your bio, that was the first thing that came to my mind because I saw the word intern and you interned yes, in a lot sir. of different places. So <laughs> yes, I, I, sir. I, was, I was saying to myself, for these young guys out here, if they're looking yeah. at your bio, the one thing that they have to understand is you don't you always have to get away. paid to understand um, and get information that could ultimately propel you into a better position later on. Yes, but a lot sir. of people just want to get paid today. That's it. That's all they hear. Mm -hmm. So, Yo, so that, was, question, that was lit. That was lit. <laughs> What's your question, man? My question to you was, um, how did you hold the vision? Because I think that's the biggest problem that people mm -hmm. have. They, they want something, but they can't hold the vision. Uh, what? <laughs> What helped the vision for me is just being able to see all the doors opening up that God just placed in my hands, man, to be really honest with you. And I just, I was hungry for it. I was in Baltimore. That's when around 2005, the wire was real hot and popping. So all of that was, in, you know, I was surrounded by it. So to get to your point about interning, I just wanted to serve. I just wanted to be involved no matter what uh, came about from it. I just wanted to be in the area, right? There was a quote that Miles Monroe was stating is that you just got to give your gift away for free. And that's what I did. I just wanted to be in the place. I wanted to make my hustle align with my artistry. You know? So what, what kept it alive was just the small blessings that equated to bigger blessings. And that's, and that's big, man, because a lot of people they ignore the small blessings. They only understand yeah. the big ones that's in your face that equals up to uh, an ultimate large change in their life, but they don't recognize the small niches and the small grooves that are created in their life by the, 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 the major things that they've done. And absolutely, again, when I was looking at your bio, I said he had a plan, even if he didn't have a plan when he first started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and part of it, too, is just being able to just sit still and be quiet, because when I'm entering the room, this is new territory. I don't want to be the loudest person in that room if I'm new in that room. I need to understand what's going on. So I had a lot of wisdom and I was paying attention, you know, and then I just took it and be like, oh, that was a bad decision. I know not to do that. Oh, that was a great decision. Yo, let me ask you and pick your brain real quick. That's how you do it. So we have some mm -hmm. questions in the room. I'm not sure how much time we got with you. you know, I don't want to keep you from things. I know you got a, a busy schedule, but uh, we have some questions in the Facebook live room. So, um, okay, go ahead, dear. 
Honey, oh, is that better? Baby? Hush, please. Boo? <laughs> 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 All right. So NJ um, Rich is asking, does growing up in Baltimore with, every, um, with everything that comes with it change how you view the business? Yes. Um, you know, when The Wire, I'll talk about The Wire, right? So The Wire, y'all familiar with The Wire, right? HBO? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So after The Wire, right? Um, uh, I, I won't name drop, but the mayor or the governor of Maryland decided to pull the tax incentives after the show was done. So there was no filming in the state reason why is because tourism went down people was, was afraid to come to the city mm. so tourism went down so there was no filming so it impacted the economy of the tv and film industry so where do you go you go where the work is right so i went to new york right afterwards i went straight to new york i was going back and forth on the china bus <laughs> and you had no mega bus or the boat bus at that time but I was going I, I was literally training in New York three three days a week right after I got out of high school I had half a day I had to jump right on a China bus right downtown boom take classes from 7 to 10 p.m and I would jump right back on the 11 o'clock uh, bus back to Baltimore so yes it changed my mindset because I had to get the hell up out of Baltimore to get to where the work is Right. He also stated, um, wants to know, what do you think is the next story to come out of Baltimore? He said there's a dirt bike culture. There's the Baltimore basketball culture. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any, I guess, uh, ideas of what may be the next big story? That's a good question. I don't. I have no idea. But I know there's a lot of independent filmmakers. Um, and if you're a writer, you can make it, you know. I know there was somebody that was an independent filmmaker. They made something about a, a, a female basketball squad and they actually made it to, I think, I want to say Netflix. Um, but anyhow, um, I don't know anything personally, but, you know, there's a lot of indie, indie filmmakers right there doing stuff right now. So do you think, um, and I want to bounce back because I like, first of all, wherever you go, once you leave outside of Baltimore, that's the first thing people generally ask people about. Yeah, you from you know about the why? You know anybody on the why? Yeah, <laughs> and you know. And guess I'm, what? And I I hope they'll say that about Charm City King. And that's what that's what mm -hmm. I was wondering. Like you know, is this you know? So, do you feel like this is our next why? Our next big thing? Our next why? I mean, I don't see anything that's compared to it. I mean, that's about the city. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's projects that film in the city, but they're about politics shows and it's like DC based, but like the core heart, you know, about the inner city Baltimore, you know, I would say is, is, is a great running up. I mean, that's a hard comparison, you know, a movie to a TV show. The wire is lit. It made a lot of stars, but I believe this Charm City Kings will definitely have a lot of people talking about it. They'll be like, Wait, what? Huh? You know, so, yeah. So wait, do wait. you do any script writing yourself? No, I don't got that gift. <laughs> I don't got that gift. <laughs> I was just curious, um, with the movie um, coming out, were there a lot of Baltimore natives who yeah. are in the movie? Absolutely. Um, you'll see... Um, you'll see one specific character, Marvin Raheem. 
he literally, he got blessed uh, by just showing up. What I mean by that is he saw dirt bikes just going up and down the street. He was like, what's going on? He pulled up the set and was like, yo, they're filming a movie and he can ride a bike really, really good. So next thing you know, about a week after, you know, he was tagging along to help out, help out as a PA, there was a character in a movie who did not know how to ride a bike. They lied. Mm. So they had to replace the character. Who did they go up to? The producers, um, which is Caleb Pinkett, which is Jada Pinkett's brother, mm-hmm. went up to him and the director went up to him and was like, yo, can you hop on his bike? He was like, yeah, hop the wheelie and everything. He was like, you know how to act? He was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so he worked um, He worked that day on, on, a, uh, on a scene. They coached him through it and then boom, they hired me and then was able to be able to work with him and a whole bunch of actors on that project, including Meek. So I helped out Meek in all of his scenes. And then wow. they have um, Chino. Chino is the lead in this project as well. And Chino is a Baltimore native. Yeah. Come on, Chino. Oh, freaking mm-hmm. man. What's up? Yes, sir. Some city kings. So, so was this slated as a theater release in the beginning or was it always set to come out, you know, the way it is? It was going to come out my birthday weekend, man. Oh. It was going to come out on my birthday weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was slated to come out April 10th of this year. Um, yeah, theatrical release and everything. But, you know, with COVID, a lot of movies had to get shelved or, you know, get get on uh, a network release or something. Netflix, Hulu, or whatever it is. Disney. Or push back or Disney, yeah, yeah. Disney. yeah. We mad at Disney. thirty damn dollars. <laughs> yeah, thirty damn dollars. Fuck out of here. Right, right. And right. I got conned right into it too. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what you was watching on Disney, man? Hey, Mulan. I got fourteen nieces and nephews. Mulan, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no shame over here. <laughs> hey, I done want to watch Frost and Frost 2 50 million times, bro. There you go. <laughs> so, Lewis, um, is this the first project that you worked on in Baltimore? As an acting coach, yes. This is my first feature, like, theatrical release, like, big-budgeted film that I was attached as an acting coach. Um, it was actually a blessing because it was a lot of people's first time. The director's first U.S. Um, big budgeted film that he is attached as a, a director. Um, this was uh, um, some of the actors' first time, like Chino and Marvin Rahim, and some of the other actors' first <clears throat> excuse me first time acting. And then being able to, I was living in Atlanta, <clears throat> and I had ties with Overbrook before. He called me and we talked about, you know, what the need was in Baltimore. So they flew me up and, you know, told me that they wanted me to be attached. So I thought it was dope. They could have filmed anywhere. But for me to come back to my home state, it was lit. And it's always appreciated because the one thing they try to say about us when we leave is that, you know, we don't never come back. But really the epitome of the opposite. And that has to be you know, greatly, greatly appreciated and applause. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely. Um, because like you said, you know, you didn't have to. 
you definitely didn't have to. So right, right, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, man, this I shit, this was dope. <laughs> like this is like I know. Um, the uh, is it the director? Is Angel, Angel's the director? Correct. Yeah. Go. Yeah, I watched his short film. I actually sat and watched it. Like uh, he had, uh, I shouldn't even have brought it up because I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did watch his short film because um, I reached He's out. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the short film I watched, like it was, it was pretty fat, powerful. People, like I, mm-hmm. I can kind of see, and I'm curious to see how the movie translates, and if mm-hmm. I can see some, you know, comparisons in his work, because everybody has their own signature. Yep, yep, yep. I'm 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 curious as well. I haven't seen any clips besides wait, the trailer. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You ain't yeah. watched it yet? I have not watched it. The only time they actually premiered it was at Sundance, which I was unavailable for. I was actually on my way to, uh out of the country and then they just premiered it in New York at the Latino uh film festival. So that was the only time that pe- the audience could see it. Well don't don't feel but bad. But from the footage. I was this close, this close <laughs> to getting a preview because of what another interview we were supposed to get, but they stopped returning my emails. Lewis, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I almost had it, so I could have, I could have uh, told you, Lewis, it was dope. But I think it's gonna be, uh, a, I think it's gonna be a dope project, though. I'm, yeah, from, from the trailer, and you know, sometimes we get misled by the trailer, but I don't care. Like everybody watching, listening, like. It's 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 our. To home. be honest with you, I, I, you saying you you see the trailer, right? The two minute trailer. Mm-hmm. You're saying misled. I gotta be honest with you. They ain't even show the best parts. I and you know they usually put the best parts in the trailer. And I hate that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm. That's a good thing. I I have to say because I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, they 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 ain't giving away too much. So I, that's why I feel like a lot of people are in for a treat. How was the response from the community as you all were going around and filming and like, because you know we need it right now. How, how was the response from the community? It was cool, you know, being able to see dirt bikes. You know, they love that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Baltimore. Yeah, they they love that. And the trips, like Chino's a pro. Like being able to just see Chino, you know, just have fun on the bike. Like it was it was lit. The whole crew, the original Twelve O'clock Boys, you know, was a part of the the movie. Yeah, it was it was fun. It really was being able to see it, the tricks, uh, and but you the 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 city really couldn't see too much because we shut it down, you know, oh, okay. the streets or whatnot. But um, from those that are you know background or you know when we go to certain areas where people can see, they're like, oh yeah, y'all film movie. <laughs> it was well, cool. Let people know um, how they can reach out to you, how they can um, get involved, or if they have an English. Well, first of all, you need to go see an acting teacher. Don't call my guy Lewis until you see the teacher. <laughs> go see the acting teacher. Then, Lewis, what do they do? Yes, sir. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, again, you know, you can hit me up if you're, if you're an actor that's getting auditions or opportunities on set, you know, so that's the need for the coach because you're what already about, What about play? What if you're getting plays? What was the question? What if you're getting played? Like you're getting, you didn't got some some night plays plays. under your belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the church play, not the church play that they did (laughs) at the front, but like a a real like. But you want to know something? I never knocked that though, man. That's training. You know what I mean? 
you're working. You're working a muscle. I'd rather work with that person that never done shit, you know? So, yeah, as long as... Yeah, yeah. But um, they can hit me up on the website, you know, if you're looking for classes. Again, we got virtual classes or we got um, in-person classes. So they can go to the website, www.lsactingstudios.com. But you can find me, Louis Stansel, on all social media platforms and also on Instagram uh, for the acting studio. It's LS Acting Studios. And once, as usual, you know, we do follow Lewis. Um, we follow his personal, we follow his acting. So when we see things, we will share and post and dope, keep dope, this thing dope. moving. Um, that's just what we do here. Um, this platform uh, is always open to you, no matter what. Um, I hate Appreciate to say, but you have a new pest, and that is me. So uh, <laughs> I, will, I will continue to reach out to your management uh, when I see Word. things going on to get you to come on and promote whatever you have going on. Word. And Appreciate in turn, it, if there's something going on that I need to know about, please feel free to let you know. Drop a line, DM, email, and we'll promote yeah. it. After. And uh, we appreciate yeah. it. Is there anything you want to let the folks know before we let you go? Nice. Hold on, hold on. I got one more question for you before you go. All right. So with the, with the Tyler Perry Studios open up in Atlanta, now, do you feel that, um, my bad, my bad. <laughs> with the Tyler Studios opening up in Atlanta, do you feel that at this time, Atlanta is probably the next best thing to actually go into LA? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say yes, because Tyler was the very first one to, you know, implement a plan, you know? He was like, he's not letting this COVID stop us. So therefore, a lot of people follow suit. Um, I will say there's a lot of projects coming here because LA is just up and down, figuring out when they want to film. New York is up and down, figuring out what they want to film. There's a lot of stuff here. Just in the back of my office, they was filming a Marvel movie. So yeah, so we're, we've been open. Our governor ain't want to shut us down. So <laughs> we had to figure yeah, it take out. Take advantage of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how it is now. Like everybody's like seem like they're used to it or calm or just like want to stay busy. So therefore, mm -hmm. you know, we just mask up, social distance, you know, stay and I think a lot of people like that, where a lot of people don't have to be in your face, you know what I mean? They got excuse. Be like, yo, I'm standing too close. <laughs> so yeah, so I think it's the best thing. But to, um Get to your point, what I want to let the folks know, like literally, if you want to get in this business, you got to be hungry for it. You know, understand that first, you already got a gift. Nobody's giving you a gift. Nobody's giving you a gift of acting. Nobody's giving you a gift of script writing, directing, producing, or improv. If you already constantly think about it, then you already got it. You just got, got to get in alignment with somebody that just want to help you out, cultivate that gift. So that's what we do over here. That counts as church. I don't care what nobody say. Mm. Oh, that was the only one. I was like, wait a minute. Where is the offering? Who is passing it? Put that down as my mom. And I also want to say this. You know, our studio, we are so pro-Black. There's not enough teachers or coaches or enough studios, I'll say facilities, studios or schools that is taught by us. Mm -hmm. And we're actually doing it and not living off of old success. There's a lot of people that live off of old success and try to make money from that. Uh, my goal, my intent has never been money. My goal and intent has always been wanting want you to win and help you change your life. 
And so I think that that's shows. why we always bless. I think right. that definitely shows well. Amen. Can we, we're not gonna hit the button? Can we get real, real round of applause? Ah. This is Louis. Louis, no no thank y'all for having me. Thank you, thank, thank you, you very me. much, my brother. Um, many blessings to you on all your Appreciate future endeavors, it. and um, thank you. You got fans here, so thank you. Like no I said, this this is always open to you, so anytime. Thank you very much. For, uh, Make sure, like, for all of y'all, just DM me so I can follow y'all all back. Oh, no doubt. My personal got page. Cool. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you, you for having me. Louis right. Stansfield. Charm hey, City Kings, hey, October hey, the 8th. Premiering on HBO Max, October the 8th. Yes, Get sir. ready. I'm going to learn how to Thank y'all. Right. All right, bro. <laughs> all right, bro. Take it light, man. All right, later. Yes. I have a question. For me, professor, okay. what what oh, a, did you not finish painting? No, you want me to tell you a story? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you this. This is a this is a lesson for everybody if you don't already know this. So, when I bought this house, I had a friend of mine as a contractor come in here and look at the house, right? And the walls were already painted. And what he said to me is, Oh, they froze it. Do any of y'all know what that means? I have no, no clue. No, most people don't. Doing the sale. Nope. So, so when he <laughs> said it to me, I kind of brushed it off. I really didn't pay no attention. So one day, um, probably like a year after I'd been here, I came home and right here, all this area was on the floor. What? Right? So I'm like, what the fuck was going on? So the house next door was vacant, but they were trying to fix it up. So I went over next door and said something to the contractors over here. When the guy came in here, Mind you, my walls are black and painted. He said, oh, it's frozen. I said, what does that mean? I said, because somebody else said the same thing. He said, all right. He said, look at it like this. If you take a glass bottle and break it and put it back together and put glue around it, a hard vibration will break that bottle again. That's basically what they're doing in a lot of these houses. They aren't repairing wow. the walls. They just put like this glue over top of it to freeze all the cracks and bricks. But any strong vibration will make it fall. Wow. So that's how that happened. Wow. I hope you don't fuck with that friend no more. Nah. <laughs> so when you when you when you go look at a house, if you have a contract to look at it and you hear him say or you hear somebody say or they froze the walls, that's what they're talking about. They just put wow. like this glue over top of it to keep from having to um to to take the wall down and put up a new wall. That's what they did. Yeah, when I was in construction, we just called it quick pad. <laughs> You're probably the same thing. Troy did it. Yeah, it is. It is. Troy did it. Yeah. But, the, but the thing about it, the thing I didn't understand is how could he tell and the walls were painted? Because it's not like there were any lumps or anything in it. So I didn't know how he could tell that. But it was something, there's something that they can see that I can't see that that um saw that lets them know that it's, it's done. Oh wow. When it was on the floor. Yeah, and I was just curious. I was sitting here like, what is that big white patch behind his head? He's going to do something is, crazy right there. He's going to have a, a naked lady with an afro on there. Yo, next I got the paint right here. I got the paint right here. I just ain't felt like doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not listen to anything Lewis just said about focus and drive? Like, where is your drive? Paint the goddamn wall. <sighs> Lee, hey, yo, I'll tell you right. what, though. I bet you I can drive down there. Whoop your ass. I bet you <laughs> <laughs> yo, where HR at, y'all? Right, right. They quit a long, long time ago. <laughs> why has always got to go to violence with my people? Like, why is that our first answer? I to think that it's just you. I think we.
me just like you bring that little, out of people. Like I think so, yes, I, I'm starting to feel like it. Yes, I really see myself as a nice, humble guy. Like I think I'm. Yeah, you, you're, nice. a good, you're a good guy, yo. You just a little sassy awesome. sometimes. Just, wait a minute. Did he say sassy? Sassy. I need to know what sassy is. Means talking back. Sass mouth. Never mind. Troy, there's a question in the room for you. NJ Rich want to know. Will you go into inspections? He not leaving yeah, Social Security? <laughs> no, Troy can't go into inspections because he the one freezing the goddamn walls. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he froze hey, the walls. I can't know if they froze or not. <laughs> <laughs> that shit crazy. Oh, man. Uh, well, this this was another good one. That's, that was our guest, Louis Stansel. You can definitely find him. Um, on um, Instagram, I'll put it in the room, but it's at LS Acting Studios on IG. Um, and he, his his regular IG is um, at Lewis Stancil, L-O-U-I-S-S-T-A-N-C-I-L. Um, I really enjoy talking to that brother. We we definitely, um, I have to say, uh, have had some awesome guests like from, since our little comeback. Um, Don't call it a comeback. Right, we've been here for years, baby. Um, definitely, um, and we definitely have some uh, wonderful. Uh, I don't want family that joins us every Friday. We appreciate you all um, a thousand percent, um, and the crew appreciate you all. My man Ike, Ike don't have to do this, but he does it, and I don't care. I'm gonna say it all the time. Like you know, we giving out roses, baby. Lord forbid anything happen to anybody here, you ain't gonna be able to be say, well, Mike Cooley ain't said that shit to you. Nah, fuck that. I love, I love all y'all. Appreciate it. Even no, you. No, he guys. don't. He'll love us. Mayberry, did we have a good talk today? Don't don't. don't I know he loved me. I don't know about the rest of y'all. That's my first. <laughs> Even I'm, I'm a little. Wait, excuse me, Mac. Ain't nobody ask you to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. Boom boom boom. That's it right there. That, that's nope. Uh-uh. Oh, nope. Say it again. What did you say? Say so I love you. You love who? You. The devil is a lie. Let's come look. come around here so we can talk about it. <laughs> what time is it? What it's seven fifty-five, baby. Come where? Where am I going? Um, I, shout out I, to I everybody new that came in. Shout out to Jennifer. I'm gonna keep shouting Jennifer out. <laughs> Jennifer and I had a very very good conversation, and I am done. I think we said something about you know yeah. having her on the show before, <laughs> but um, definitely gonna have Jennifer pop in because Jennifer is very intelligent. Jennifer is a very intelligent woman, and she actually got me on some good health stuff. So, um. <laughs> And the wife will tell you yeah. that I've been asking about Jennifer since we left right Atlanta. Here. I'm not paying them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk over the nonsense. Okay, so what was your message earlier? Uh, what, what did you? What was the text? What was the text earlier? Since we couldn't say it earlier, now we you gotta, just, we got to keep some things between us. We can't always between us. <laughs> Carol Baskins. <laughs> trying to keep. We stay way more than six feet. We social. I don't. Talk, I don't uh, I don't, I don't, you don't I don't what? do those types of things. I don't tell on my uh, text messages. Oh, you just said you love me all on here. You just said you love me? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Y'all two are hilarious. Ain't no y'all two, it's this one. It doesn't have anything to do with Mayberry. That's y'all two. <laughs> 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 
It's exciting and new. See, this is I why I keep your ass off camera now. Love boat. That's, that's it right there. Mike, that's why you don't know how to plug the cord into the side of your laptop. <laughs> Mr. Gary, help, please. Don't call on him. You didn't even send me the logo yet. Nope, because I don't with you, Mike. <laughs> oh. We had a very good talk earlier today. I, you do, Anytime you egg this fool on, we don't talk to each other. I can't help it. That's my youngest boy. Listen, man. Ain't it 8 o'clock, man? <laughs> no. No, don't get off because he gonna text me as soon as y'all get off. As soon as we end this call. He now, why, are you telling, why are you telling what I was doing then? Because you just put your phone up. The moment you did this, <laughs> Can't we peace too? Well, uh, thank you, everybody. <laughs> you did uh, the Cooley and the Gang show on Blockworks Radio. Bye. Amen. We see y'all next Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, we don't have a guest next week, so I guess we can. Um, topic, topic, topics. Yeah. Act the fool. I won't be here. And um, just so y'all know, you can't gang, call out a week ahead. Of time. Just so y'all know, the, the Cooley and the Gang show has been invited to um, do our show from Black Ink Atlanta. Um, mm. So we are yeah. working that out. So I'm going to try yeah. to I'm going to try to set it up at a time where we can all fly down. Ike, you two, I want all of us to be Atlanta? there. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to sit at that table by myself. Like I, I want to set it up good. So um, we have been invited to do our show from Black Ink Atlanta. Okay. Um, I'm there. Putting when? those pieces together. It's, it's actually an it's an open invitation. We just got to pick a date. Okay. Can I just make sure I'm in a separate hotel, please? <laughs> no, we stay together. We're a family. Oh, we have family. Two to a row. <laughs> yeah, we got to be on the budget. <laughs> two to a room and one bed. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> head to toe. Yeah, head to toe. Yeah, with Shannon in. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. You're listening to the Cooley and the Gang Show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all create a great weekend. Thank y'all. All right.